After nearly six years of bitter conflict, a Nazi Germany, beaten to her knees at her own game of war, gives up the struggle. Field Marshal Montgomery accepts the unconditional surrender of those enemy formations opposing his forces. War transformed not only those who fought on the front lines and the civilians who experienced it, but also those who supported them on the home front. Although a long-awaited peace lay ahead, there were many changes to the faces that returned and in those who greeted them. Veterans Affairs Canada wants you to explore the stories of those Canadians who have served and sacrificed for our country. These are the Faces of Freedom. David Adlington enlisted in the Army in London, Ontario in 1939 and served with the Royal Canadian Regiment. After spending time training in England, he eventually made his way to Sicily and mainland Italy to help defeat the enemy forces there. Now 101 years old, Mr. Adlington recalls the difficulties he faced during the Second World War and a significant moment when he returned to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the Italian campaign. There was no work, you know, and we had, my father started a little small bakery business, so we recently started, was always making our own, our own bread and the neighbors wanted some and so forth, and we wound up making, having a little bakery, and uh, I, I worked in the bakery, like helping my father, I learned to, little bit about baking and stuff and uh, we were selling bread then at seven cents a loaf and it was uh, it's hard for people who weren't then to realize how how bad things were in the Great Depression. Enlisted in London, Ontario on the 3rd of October 39 and uh, that was in the depth of the depression, and we lived in a small village at that time, Wallstown. I was born in Wales, actually. Uh, we emigrated to Canada in 1930. I was 10 years old. So I thought it was a chance to get go back to overseas, and of course nobody had at that time any idea how everybody was saying, oh, the war would be over, you know, it was Christmas and stuff, and uh, so I, I I went to London, and joined the uh, with the RCRs, and uh, uh, and I was issued a World War One uniform. They didn't even have uniforms, <laughs> and we did the usual thing: got some and some start out some training and stuff, and eventually we were issued with the uniform uh, proper uniform. Eventually, we wound up going to Valcarche camp in Quebec and uh, it's, it's a bit of training that was very cold I was in, I got was in December following his initial training Mr. Adlington recalls boarding the ship that would take him overseas for more training and some unexpected adventures We disembarked in Scotland on the 30th, 1239. And uh, the training in England was uh, 
pretty boring. They were, they were still thinking in terms of World War One. I, I think. First thing we did, we went to Salisbury Plains and we're digging trenches. Training consisted mostly of route marches, long 20-mile marches with a small pack and weapons and things. We were stationed in, a, in tents out in a wooded area. And uh, I remember that we were right on the flight path for, for London. And the Battle of Britain took place basically right over our head. We stand there and watch these. It was quite something to watch all this planes flying around and watching planes coming down, smoking, parachutes coming out. In June 1940, the Royal Canadian Regiment was briefly deployed to France to help with the defense of the country. But the French were soon forced to surrender, and the Canadians were evacuated back to England. Three years later, Mr. Adlington boarded the SS City of Venice to set sail for Sicily, Italy. On the 4th of July, 1943, the ship was torpedoed and sunk in the Mediterranean Sea. Adlington narrowly escaped with his life. Mr. Adlington was picked up by a Royal Navy frigate and transferred to Algiers, Algeria, before rejoining the Royal Canadian Regiment in Sicily. We suffered a lot of casualties and it was very hot, the heat, a lot of sickness, uh, malaria, dysentery, and uh, I, I, I 
I was in every action going up through Sicily and up until we finally made Italy and so forth. And they were sort of repetitive, the same kind of tactics. You, carriers were kind of useless over there because of the terrain and the roads. There was no roads, uh, only very main road. And uh, so we wound up eventually being dismounted, I guess you'd say. We were part of the infantry, and, and uh, so it went on and on and up to up to Artona. That was when I was um, I was knocked out at Artona by a mortar. I think I think it was a mortar mortar bomb. We were getting it was a big what they call the. Uh, um, we should call them the screaming memes or something because they made a screaming sound and they, we were attacking up the you've heard of the valley the valley of Artona and uh, up in the hill and one I got knocked out at, I, when I came to uh, in the morning I was kind of half covered with dirt and uh I didn't know what was where I was or what was going on, and uh, suddenly there was this. I heard somebody moving up behind me, and I, I automatically thought it was the Germans, but it was turned to be out some soldiers from the PPCLI who were moving through, and they said the RCR had withdrawn, and uh, so I managed to get across the gully back to the up to the regiment and. Uh, I, I, I guess I was in a dazed condition. I didn't know the Sunday next thing I know I was in an ambulance and uh, going back to a field dressing station and on a, just on a stretcher and laying on the ground. I remember that they, somebody threw a blanket over me, I guess. And I, went, I went to sleep. I think I slept for 12 hours because you were, you were physically and mentally exhausted and no sleep and, you know, so forth, and uh, and I, 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 they didn't have the, the drugs or things, nothing much there to do you any for you, and uh, so then uh, I, I developed a, I don't know what it was, I guess it from the concussion. I was concussed, and uh, they, I, I couldn't stop shaking, and so forth, and uh, I remember the doctor finally, the doctor come and told me that. He said, "There's uh, in your paybook. Yeah, I was listed as you have to have your trade as a baker." He said, "You know, there's a shortage of cooks, uh, cooks and uh, butchers, and and uh, I could get you a transfer to the service corps." Mr. Adlington served as a cook for the remainder of his service. In December 1944. Almost five years after boarding a ship to Scotland, he received a one-month leave to return to Canada. He never returned overseas and was discharged in July 1945. In 2019, he participated in a trip to Italy commemorating the 75th anniversary of the Italian campaign. I had a nice experience in the cemetery. I was touring the cemetery, 
and this lady come up to me and she had an Italian a chap with her and she said uh, would would you mind if he had his picture taken with you and I said no I'd be honored and uh, he called and his name was Tommaso and he said he was seven years old in the Battle of Mortona wow. and uh, he said they were starving the civilians you know were starving and that works it went what nobody really talks about too much is there was 1,100 civilians killed during that battle. He said he was seven years old, and he he didn't. She was interpreting for him, and they said he was starving. I mean, he said, and a Canadian soldier gave him his rations, and he was so uh, he remember he never forgot it, and he he was so. Well, he, he was, so we hugged each other, and uh, I shed a few tears for him. He, he was a very nice man. Uh, 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 kind of the highlight for that day, for, you know, it was so nice to have a nice thing happen like that. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of the Faces of Freedom podcast. You can keep up to date and join the conversation on social media by using the hashtags Canada Remembers and Faces of Freedom. Or you can find us online at veterans.gc.ca slash Canada Remembers. We also have online Faces of Freedom articles where you can learn more about those who have served and sacrificed for our country. If you have a suggestion for the podcast, whether it's a specific guest or story, you can reach us on social media through the Canada Remembers Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as the Veterans Affairs Canada Twitter account. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. And remember, their faces tell the story, but their legacy will live on.